Hey guys, Jason Schnitzer here with OC Realtor Talk. And what I've got for you today is, is there going to be a huge market crash? Are we in a housing bubble? Probably the number one question I get, or at least the number one question I've gotten recently from clients, friends, family, etc. you name it, anywhere I go, when people hear that I'm in real estate, I get two questions. How's the market? And hey, do you think that we're gonna, like the market's gonna crash? So let's dive into that. Why would people think the market was going to crash? Well, as humans, we look to the past to try to predict the future. And, you know, going back to 2006, 2007, 2008, when the market crashed, um, that is the last recession we had with regards to real estate and the stock market and the entire economy, let's be honest. Um, but if we look back one step further and traditionally, historically speaking, how the market usually goes with regards to real estate is there's a trend up, there's a flatten out, sometimes a little bit of fall off, and then a few years later, the trend starts going back up again. And that's just kind of like the natural rise and fall of you know our economy as a whole. Um, what's different about 2008 that's different from now and from other crashes is one thing in particular, and that is financing. The difference between now, 2008, and all the other uh, recessions that we've had with regards to real estate has been financing. And what do I mean by that? So. For the, the longest time, there's been, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they lay out guidelines for you, the borrower, to meet criteria in order to stamp a, for your loan approval. Well, in 2008, a lot of those guidelines went out the window. For example, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen <clears throat> my videos on the requirements for getting pre-approval. You need your most recent pay stubs, your last two years W-2s, your last two years tax returns, a copy of your driver's license, um, and all your bank statements in which the money from the purchase is gonna come out of, and they check all that very thoroughly. So what happened back then is really they had stated financing. So you were able to tell that lender, hey, you know, I work at McDonald's and I make uh, $100,000 a year um, and as long as you had good credit they would basically give you a loan <clears throat> and not only that you could put 0% down they had a lot of funny money financing if you will professional term um, and what I mean by that is you can put 0% down they would give you an interest only loan for three to five years with a huge balloon payment um, and the idea being is, as prices were going up so high so fast, is most people were, were thinking, hey, I'll buy this house, I'll live in it for a couple, two, three years, and then you know I'll sell that and buy my next one. And that way they could keep their payments low. They weren't necessarily worried about paying their uh, principal balance down because the idea wasn't to hold on to the house for very long and just use it kind of like as a trampoline and just ride the wave as the market went up and up and up. Um, the problem with that is, is <laughs> it was too good to be true. 
um, there was a lot of artificial inflation there with regards to appreciation because supply and demand was flipped on its head. There was way more demand than there was supply. People were buying houses as the for sale sign was going into the front yard, creating a buying frenzy and again pushing prices way, way up. So what happened was is all that financing went away. We had the stock market crash and then real estate market crash. And when house prices drop 30%, well, all of a sudden you owe more than your house is worth. So for round numbers, let's say you bought a house for 100,000, it dropped 30%, so you owed uh, 100,000 still, but your house was only worth 70,000. You were stuck in that house. Then all of a sudden, you had all those balloon payments due. People would owe 40, 50, 60, 100,000 dollars from accrued uh, called interest. Um, and then their, their, or their loan would modify to principal and interest instead of just interest, and sometimes their payments would double. And they couldn't afford that, of course, because a lot of people got let off, etc. So couldn't afford house payment. Their house wasn't worth what they'd pay for. So they had to either make up the difference with the money in their savings if they sold the house, which not very many people like to do, or let it go to foreclosure, which people didn't like doing because that has a huge damaging effect on your credit. So what happened a lot, there's a lot of pressure from the government to force these lenders and these banks to short sale the house. And that's a situation where it's a regular sale, but you basically ask the bank for forgiveness of the difference that you're short from what you owe versus what the value is. Why would a seller want to do that? Well, it didn't have a significant effect on the credit score as a foreclosure, and you know it was just a way to um, you know facilitate out of the property so that they could eventually get back into that real estate into the real estate market. And we have seen a lot of people repurchase now that have had for uh, the short sale process. So, so on a global scale or even a United States scale, when you have uh, such a huge decrease in property values, the biggest problem, and again going back to financing, is people had zero percent down. So why would anybody want to hang on? They have no skin in the game. So they could either walk away or short sale their house and not have any problems, you know, three to five years later in a short sale or five to eight years later in a foreclosure. And there was no real incentive to, you know, tough it out, uh, make the payments to the bank because again, there's no skin in the game. The biggest, biggest difference between then and now is I would say the majority of our purchases in our office in this area are at least 20% down. Um, so there's a lot of people with skin in the game. We're back to the old way of doing things. You gotta show me what you got, if you will. And those six items that they request from you uh, to even get you pre-approved for a loan, they go through all that information with a fine tooth comb and make sure that you fit exactly into the guidelines for Fannie and Freddie uh, for that conventional financing. Recently, in the last five, six, seven, eight years, guidelines have been a little more lenient with regards to down payments. You can buy a house with as little as three to 5% down, but what hasn't changed is those requirements for the borrower to meet from an income, income to debt ratio standpoint, from a reserve standpoint, and from a FICO score standpoint. So 
Is there gonna be a huge bubble? My personal thoughts are no, um, unless there's some huge natural disaster, catastrophic effect for the whole United States, war, something crazy like that. Um, the one thing I will say that is artificial about this market is interest rates. Um, right now the government is doing QE, or what's called quantitative easing. They're buying millions and billions of dollars of mortgage-backed security, and what does that do? It affects supply and demand with regards to how much money is out there to be lent. There's a lot of supply of money to be lent, therefore the cost to borrow is very inexpensive which is why we see interest rates so low. That's creating a supply and demand flip-flop with regards to our market because we don't have, there's more demand than there is supply. So eventually when these interest rates do rise, affordability is gonna fall and supply and demand should eventually kind of work its way out. Um, what it's gonna do long-term for prices, I'm not too sure. Um, is there a chance that prices could soften in the future? I would say definitely. I don't know how they could potentially keep going like they've been going for as long as they've gone, but here we are. Uh, Q4 of 2021, and we've seen almost 15 to 20% appreciation since this pandemic has started, believe it or not. So again, market bubble, I don't think so. However, I will say with a little asterisk, maybe like a mini bubble, but it's hard to say how much it's gonna soften up once we see this interest rates go up. So hopefully that answers your question. Next time you're out uh, around the water cooler with your friends or your work people or talking with family, maybe you'll have a little bit uh, more of a nugget there with regards to uh, insight in the real estate market. So thanks for watching guys. I'll catch you on the next one. Hey guys, and thanks again for watching this week's episode of OC Realtor Talk. If you gained any value from this video, we'd really appreciate it if you liked, subscribed, and followed us on all our social media platforms. You know, what Jason and I believe is really, really important for you, whether you're buying a house or selling a house, is understanding the process and knowing exactly what you're getting into. So if you ever have any questions, just follow the links below. And